Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Dominique Foxworth with us now in studio. What's wrong, man? Nick, you not used to this? No, I'm not. I'm not built like y'all. You guys love it. It's not about the money, Max. You must love this. No, no, it's not the money. Y'all need the money! I love it. Oh, yeah, it's about the money. I'm sure it helps, but y'all all got enough to not do this if you don't want to. GJ and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio. September is Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. Ovarian cancer is a leading cause of cancer-related death in American women. This is largely because early ovarian cancer often has no symptoms. When symptoms do appear, they tend to be associated with other conditions. These symptoms may include persistent bloating, pelvic or abdominal pain, difficulty eating or feeling full quickly and frequent urination. Transvaginal ultrasound, pelvic exam, and blood tests are currently the best methods to diagnose the cause of these symptoms and determine whether they are from ovarian cancer. Early diagnosis is key to successful treatment. Your risk for ovarian cancer increases with age, and most cancers occur after menopause. Obesity and a personal or family history of ovarian or breast cancer can increase your risk. For more information, visit radiologyinfo.org. This health reminder is from the Radiological Society of North America. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is hour number three. 800-999-8103. The up-cervical family chiropractic phone line. Been playing a lot of the locker room after the win yesterday, of course. 17 unanswered points by the Saints in order to produce the greatest comeback ever. In a fourth quarter in franchise history. No, really. It was 15 points back in 2017 against Washington. 16-point deficit this way. That's what it sounded like on Fox. Winston on first and goal to the end zone. Touchdown, Michael Thomas. What precision by the New Orleans Saints during that quick drive. Winston rolling right. He throws. It is caught by Olave. First and goal from the Atlanta 9. Winston throws. End zone. Touchdown. It's Thomas again. Will Lutz from 51 to give New Orleans the lead. It is good. Uh, it was a blessing just to be back out, out there with the guys, put on a uniform, contribute and add value, help this team move the chains, and... Uh, Add my hand to the pile for a victory. It was amazing. Amazing feeling. Uh, That was was Michael Thomas after the game in the locker room, of course, talking about being able to help out. Those two catches, vintage Michael Thomas. You see while that guy was good. Jarvis Landry, the catch, man, of the game, landing on his back like that um, to to help the Saints get a a victory. Patrick, I'm going to come to you in a quick second. I do want to play Dennis Allen, though, on what happened with the clock and, and, and clocking the ball. I thought Landry landed in bounds. Everyone I've talked to looked like he landed in bounds. Apparently, they called him out of bounds, 
stop the clock. They just never told the Saints or anybody else on the field, apparently, which is why he clocked that. The the Winston third and four clock, that's a mental breakdown. But here's what D.A. said about specifically the completion and then running up to the line. You know, when Jarvis went up and caught the ball, I thought he was in bounds. Um, and and you can't you can't intentionally ground the ball. You can't clock it uh, when the clock stopped. And and so, look, I put that again back on me. There's there were there were several things there late in the game that you know I felt like uh, I got to do a better job. So it'll be stuff that we'll look at. It'll be stuff that we'll learn from. Um, you know, and hopefully we'll be better when we're in that situation again. Patrick, thank you for holding on, sir. What do you got for us today? Which Hello, Patrick. Which stuck out to me. Yeah, go ahead, bud. Yeah. How you doing? Doc? Good, man. Doing well. Hello. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, what, what stuck out to me yesterday was, you know, they, they're obviously dead for three quarters. They they got beat on the offensive line and defensive line, and it was obvious that you know Atlanta's blitzing and Jameis can't read the blitz, and you know he's he's backing up like he did last year and dropping back, and instead of getting rid of the ball in three seconds, four seconds, he holds on to the ball forever. Whether or not that's being timid, whatever it is, he can't do that if the Saints are going to win in the future with, with him as a quarterback. Um, the Saints were much better in the fourth quarter because he wasn't thinking. They were on, they, they were in no huddle for pretty much that entire time. So, just from a fan looking at it, you know, they need to get a rhythm and Jameis needs to get out of his head because, you know, he throws the ball decent. He throws the ball well over 20 yards short. You know, they're high, higher and, high and outside. And that tells me he's in his head. I don't know if that's going to do the Saints. That's not going to do the Saints any good until they fix that. You there? Yo, I hear you. I, I'm letting you just say your piece. I, I, I don't agree a hundred percent with that. In that, I think, for starters, of him not being able to read or pick up the blitz. What he said yeah. that they did after the game was where they thought pressure was going to come. They didn't send pressure from there. They did it in another way. So the Falcons well, did a wrinkle that affected the protection calls and things of that nature. If you hear him, I'm just telling you what he's saying. And when I'm watching the game yeah. as well, you know, I saw, I think to say that the entire game he held on to the ball too long is inaccurate in that he maybe did it a time or two, and he probably did it to make sure he didn't make a mistake. I mean, because I, I mean, you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't. If he throws it and gets rid of it, and there's pressure, there isn't pressure, and he throws a pick, then people are going to call and say that's James. And all I'm saying is this. You know, I, I, I think, I don't know how you cannot not see in that game and look at the guy literally getting zero protection for most of that game and and then trying to get the rhythm on there. On the I, I Look, he has no picks in that game. One that could have gone either way, but yeah. you can say that with a lot yeah. of different throws. And um, But to, to what you're saying about being able to get jump started on the offense, here's what he had to say, and it's, I, I think it's kind of what you're you're seeing and saying to an extent. I just I think you have to look at it in a couple of different ways. But to to the point that you're saying, hear what he had to say. We knew we were passing the ball. 
Right. So uh, we, we knew we were passing the ball. So just the approach to like, hey, like, boom, boom, boom. Like, here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Here we go. So you get into that rhythm of knowing like, hey, these, these are where my completions are. These are where my matchups are. And you just go like that. It's not no game plan in ball. Like, hey, this is the defense that we're going to get. Let's go and play. And that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I didn't say I, I completely disagree with you because to your point, yes, I mean, he is saying after the game that he played more freely when he just went out there and just threw it and just played and, and just kind of went to it. So to your point, you know, that that's something Pete Carmichael and he get together this week and sort of do because maybe he was thinking too much. Maybe he was looking at those matchups. I remember early in the game listening to Deuce McAllister on a Saints radio network, and he's specifically saying, I, I know you like your matchups, and he was throwing it to Jawan Johnson a couple times. But he's like, you got to get 13 involved. And that that's the point. It's like, so I don't know if he was listening to the game plan or what. That's why maybe he said it had nothing to do with the game plan. Maybe he wanted to go to Thomas. In the, but you can't get to halftime. And Michael Thomas has no catches, one target. Olave has right. no catches, no targets. And Jarvis Landry has one target, no catches. Like, that can't happen. So you're 100% right, Patrick, on that. That cannot happen on this team. And then right. not be in a deficit. Like, I, I love Jawan Johnson. I love Taysom Hill's gimmicks. Like, that's great. Those three guys cannot have a combined zero catches and two targets at halftime. That just that can't happen. Look, I, I, I've, I've never been a Jameis fan, but I'm so, starting to warm up to him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, physically he's, he's, he's incredible. But when you look at a guy and – you really can't compare Drew Brees to him. But that's where he wants to be. So, you know, he's got to go up to the line. And anyone who's watched a lot of football knows that if you're reading blitz, you need to call the plant. You need to hand the ball off. There's just certain things that you need to do. And you heard him in the interview say there's no game plan. I knew he we was throwing the ball. And when you take those reins off of him, you see what happens. So... If if he can get out, that tells me that if he can get out of his head, yeah. you know, baseball players get the yips, and they've had some great ball players that it cannons fall on when they got yips. Yeah, no, I know. Same thing. Now, I but here's the thing: so, I don't think he had the yips yesterday because he wouldn't have performed in the fourth quarter if he did. If he was timid and scared well, to oh, throw no, the no. football, then he wouldn't have done that. I'm saying in some areas, the guy needs to. In my opinion, I I, look, like Patrick, that. I just I, I didn't see well, it like that. I mean, I'm not saying that that wasn't the case, but I, I all, all I'm saying is, I mean, if he the times he held on their ball when he went backwards, there were literally two people coming after him. I know there's one play in particular where he's spinning oh, yeah. and he got sacked for ten yards. And I, I again, I if if he just goes out there and throws it under the rest and pressure, and it's an interception, my lines are full all day today. Going there, he is. Here's the forty pick season. Roy was right. right. So. You know, all I know is here's this guy in the fourth quarter when nothing was working. And it, it's almost like he got out that injury tent, as Graf said, said, and he said, bleep it. And he just started flinging the football. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. That's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Let's, let's see what he does next week for the game. Yeah. Plan. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> next week we'll be telling. And Dallas would die for Andy Dalton. So. Oh, you think they don't wish they had him right now? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, and Andy, Andy looked like a, kid, a, a 10-year-old kid yesterday when James <laughs> went to the test. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm going in. You can see it on his face. Yeah, I hear you, man. 
Thank you for the phone call, man. Yeah, no, for sure. 800-998-1003 on the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line if you'd like to chime into the conversation here as well. One quick Jameis bite on, again, you know, what what took so long for this offense. Uh, just trying to get a feel. Like, it, it, when you when you playing against a division opponent, obviously they did a great job uh, self-scouting themselves out. We had some things that, that we uh, thought that was going to come that, didn't, that they did, did the opposite, right? So we uh, just got to continue to prepare. Uh, continue to get better, and uh, man, I'm just happy with the resilience that our team possessed uh, in, a, in a continuous fight. We never gave up, and we uh, just kept battling. Jarvis Landrew, that incredible catch, and when the offense woke yeah, up, yeah, it was exciting, man. We was able to get in like a little two minute, you know, hurry up type of type of offense, and um, Jawan started it off, man. Great play coming out of off the the kickoff, and um, from there we just kind of kept on moving the ball down the field. I think what, four plays, three or four plays, and then Mike does what he does in the in the red zone, making big plays and. From there, we just moved on, and defense got another stop. We was able to go out there and do it again. Um, and defense, again, come up big, you know, when we needed it, and that's what it's about. Yeah, especially as he talked about two players particularly stepping up. Yeah, absolutely, man. Big-time players make big-time plays. Like, that's not it. that's not like a statement that's just, you know, that's not real. You know, that's that's very real, you know. And shout-out to both of those guys, too. You know, this is their first game back on the field in a, long, in a, in a while, you know what I mean? And um, they made it plays when we needed them the most, um, and that's what we're going to need all year. Tamario Davis on Winston. Jameis Winston. Man, phenomenal leader, man. Uh, me and him were just talking all week. Uh, efficiency is vital, and he did that. He waited to the plays, came in down the stretch, man. He marched down the field like one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league. Again, you, you, some of those throws he made were um, incredible. Some elite throws, for sure, when you look at it on, on some of the plays that he did make. And, you know. Uh, I'm interested to see how this offense is going to get going moving forward and, you know, more importantly, see how uh, they bounce back on on that offensive line. I mean, again, you give this guy time, I legitimately think they're going to be able to make some plays is how I look at it. 800-998 on the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line. Don't forget, you got to go download that DraftKings Sportsbook app the opening week action-packed, right? I mean, obviously, you enjoy that. Now, also get ready for week two, the big plays and the bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers bet 5 bucks on any football game, get $200 in free bets instantly. Don't forget about that early win promotion they're doing. So it's simple on Sunday, bet any NFL team to win. If they lead by 10 at any point in the game, you get paid instantly. Now, that's different from the Thursday night football. If you do it on Thursday night and you pick between L.A. and K.C., they go up seven. You get paid instantly. On Sunday, if you bet on a game that takes place on Sunday, they got to be up ten. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code LaRose. Get $200 in free bets instantly just by using that promo code. You know the game is going to be awesome. Hopefully... Your, uh, your app will be awesome because you can deposit and take out that money whenever you want. And we can all use a little extra, right? So good luck. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and put in that promo code LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. Marlon Fave right next on ESPN New Orleans. Celebrating 75 years in business, 
Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more tea times, more play time, more time to do good, more fast time, and more once upon a time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Katengau. Six to eight weeks out with a thumb injury. We'll talk to Marlon Favorite that here shortly <laughs> um no it's not no it's not funny you don't want somebody injured like that um although well, again it's, i'm not saying it's funny but for the bucks saints game something of note and it's something that just got put uh out there by the bucks as you saw they already have a banged up offensive line offensive tackle donovan smith hyperextended elbow you saw it in the broadcast if you watched the game last night he left the game early in dallas Head coach Todd Ball says it will be a pain tolerance issue as to how quickly he can return. Hyperextended elbow. Of course, the Bucks take on the Saints. Marlon Fay, right? A big Fay 504 is a way to follow over on Twitter. Sir, I don't know what's more exciting, the performances you had outside the PMAC before the game or the game, which um, I don't know how much excitement you can get out of a 65-17 to 17 win over Southern. How are you today, sir? Are you sore? I'm 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 a bit I'm not so much sore as I am tired. Mm-hmm. I hadn't really uh I guess went that hard. Hello somebody since college maybe. It was fun. <laughs> it, it was great to see a lot of uh, a lot of my old classmates, teammates as well, um in the city of Baton Rouge, you know, family and friends from Southern. It was it was historical gust. Uh what a blessing. Uh man, that, that human jukebox of our listeners that was there. I know they had such a, a wonderful moment, but, you know, for the ones that wasn't there, it, it was just a sight to see um, on LSU's field 
that human jukebox. So overall, <laughs> man, with the show we had, everything. It's funny you say that. I literally had this queued up. was awesome to see them do that now you know the, the drum leader there i mean when he when he leans backward in the top of the hat dude hits the turf can you do that i mean I, you think you put the moves on on hello somebody can you bend backwards all the way and put the top of a hat on the turf i can't do that i can't do that that's, that's a special that's like playing limbo now i could probably get a little low but i don't know if i get that low because yeah. i don't know if i can do that one now, here's a funny thing, and the folks who follow me in high school football know when I used to perform and dance, I used to get on top of my head and dance on my head back in high school. And some people say I can still do it, but I don't know if we're going to pull that one out. But, uh, but hey, man, look, it's a blessing just to be able to still hit the stage and, and have fun. And, you know, shout out to Million Bags, uh, Insane, Moolah, and, and, and BT, man, everybody out there who, who, who just show love. And, you know, we had a great weekend. Mm -hmm. It was awesome to see both bands playing at the same time, too. You had the LSU band and the Southern band playing. And, I mean, again, I, the video's on YouTube. You can see the halftime performance. Dude, it was crazy, too. The, the other cool thing about it, too, Marlon, was that everybody was sort of there. Look, the game was what it was. So I'll ask it from this standpoint. Can a game like that actually be something that is helpful in a learning experience, I guess, for the LSU players because you had a lot of things you had to work on in that game offensive line different personnel and players playing in different positions rhythm Nussmeyer got a chance to get in things of that nature can, can that still be a beneficial game for you if you're LSU yes it can and uh and, and uh, Walker Howard got in as well it's it, it's a beneficial game for LSU because of the prior week they knew that they needed to make corrections. They needed to go against another opponent. That was the FBS school. In Southern Florida, there was some times where you saw, man, they're running back stems. That boy's going to play in the NFL. Um, they had, they, they just, at certain parts, you know, they picked us off twice. In the grand scheme of things, that works out well for those players playing on that big stage. We talked about this on the radio the other night uh, with Brandon and Hunt. I was telling those guys when Troy came played us my senior year back in 08, and they almost beat us at home, a lot of those guys off that team was able to get scouted. My, my, my boy, Sherrod Martin, he got drafted to the Carolina Panthers second round. Deion Gales, New Orleans native, played in Kansas City with me as well. You had um, you know players on that team that, that, that played in the NFL, so that's where Southern benefited along with uh, LSU getting better. So you look at the final stats, and look, Jane Daniels, I mean, the guy only threw 11 times, 10 of 11, three TDs, no picks. It was a uh, an efficient effort. And then, like you said, you want to put in some different uh, quarterbacks in there to get some play. When you look at Garrett Nussmeyer's night, 13 of 23, 183, but Marlon, the two interceptions, I almost feel like, especially when I look at the commentary of the people that were there and watched it a little bit closer than I did, 
did, I got the sense of, hey, I'm trying to do too much. And I think that's my only thing with him is that, you know, he's the gunslinger and all this. In a game like that, would you have rather seen zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, than zero touchdowns and two interceptions? Yeah, I'm taking the first one, Gus. I, I thought I, I like the fact that he don't mind taking risks and he's gutsy. But sometimes you just have to do the smart thing, get the ball. You know, you try to fit it in a window that's not there. You get undercut by the DB interception. And then, you know, you do the same thing uh, again later on in the game. Here's, here's my thing with Garrett. He's going to be one of those players that everyone gravitates to, but you don't want to do too much too fast, right? You want to come out, make sure you're dotting on your eyes, crossing your teeth, going through your progressions. If it's not there, get rid of the ball and just play small ball. So I thought, you know, throughout the night he was a little antsy, wanting to, to show and prove right away as opposed to just playing smooth ball the way he could. I think one of the things also you can look at, too, is, I mean, it was nice to see, I guess, some plays being made on the defensive end. The pick six of Baskerville there is something that you want because at the end of the day, something I've asked you going into that Florida State game, somebody's got to be that playmaker, especially as SEC play starts for Mississippi State this weekend. Absolutely. And, and, and Baskerville is that guy on defense in a era where LSU had Devin White, Patrick Queens, and Baskerville's right there. Those are his teammates, you know, mm-hmm. and for him to make those big plays in the game and, and, and show off the way he did shows that, hey, I'm going to be the guy that's going to be the leader on this defense. Now, going into Mississippi State, something that we're, something that everyone's excited about is John Emery is finally going to be able to get back into the backfield yep. and get the running going. So having John back, he, again, was with the team the entire offseason, so he's in shape. Price and he just couldn't play. That's going to be huge for this big SEC game because the airway raid coming back to town, baby. Because we know how this was two yeah. years ago when it came here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave that there, but I do think with the play of Jaden Daniels, the offensive line having a sudden game to, to get better, you know, going against a different opponent. Sure. And most importantly, the DBs just making those corrections from the Florida game. I think those two games, the loss, right, lose better not early than later, mm-hmm. and and going against Southern making the corrections makes us a better team going in for Mississippi State. Mississippi State 39-17 winners at Arizona on the road. And, again, you mentioned that air raid offense. Will Rogers, the QB, 39-49, 3-13, four TDs, a pick. When you look at the total Yards, 426. They're going to come in and just fling it. I mean, that's just what's going to happen, right? I mean, you're going to have a chance. I mean, 50 pass attempts. The 106 yards still rushing, so they'll give it to you every now and then to the running back. But when you know you're facing a team like that, Marlon, as a D tackle, as a D lineman, that's going to be key, I guess, to rotate and stay fresh, right? That's a lot of pass rushes, man, 50 attempts. It's a lot of pass rushes, but that's, as a defensive lineman, that's what you want. Is it? Because nothing is – yeah, because this is the thing. When you're playing against the gush like I'm just saying because that sounds like an exhausting evening for me. I'm like 50 times. Well, well, most teams rotate like 10 to 11 D linemen. So let's say, for instance, right, we we get a three and out. We're more than likely that starting crew we're getting back in there. And let's say, for instance, that drive goes eight to nine plays. 
sometimes we'll tap our helmet and then we'll send a fresh group of guys in, you know, mm-hmm. particularly in a, in a no huddle situation. I mean, in a non no huddle situation. But the reason D linemen are licking their chops, Gus, is because if a team's passing the ball a lot, it's more time to add pressure. Okay. As a, when you're going to get now, here's the difference. When we played against Troy, the thing that what Troy got us at, it was first step ball out. They, they hit us a lot in the flat and quick slant passes. The ball was coming out quick. Now that is exhausting because he's not dropping back. Quarterback isn't dropping back, going through his progression, taking three and five step, you know, five step drops and letting routes develop. Time the DBs cover to give us time to get to the sack. Boom! Now it's money time. We can run swift and. See, Gus, you got me. It's like I'm coaching, man. You got me all in the zone. But, yeah, when it, when teams pass like this, it's, it's better, particularly for your defensive ends, because they know they can get their stat game up. Mm. All right. We'll see what happens. Obviously, when we talk on Friday, sir, I'll need some keys to the game, some matchups as well, and, of course, a prediction. See if the Tigers can start out SEC play 1-0, and no, Mississippi State coming to town. That's an early kickoff, by the way. When I was looking at it, it was, what, 5 o'clock is that kickoff. So if you're going – it's 5 p.m., not not 7, not 6, 6.30. It's a 5 p.m. kickoff. All right, look, I went into the very end to discuss it. I I'm, I know you're heartbroken. Your season's over. Looking forward to next year. You're going to have to watch the Eagles and Giants battle it out for the East. Um, just your thoughts on last night's beatdown and Dak's, you know, injury for six to eight weeks now. First and foremost, I'd like oh. to apologize to the city of New Orleans and all of the wonderful sports hangover listeners. Just, I did deliver, I did promise that the Cowboys was going to deliver and beat the Bucks going into Saints game. Yeah. But they were only able to score three points. Very disappointing. But the light at the end of the tunnel is that defense held Tom Brady to under 20 points. That offense. Oh, okay. There we go. There's, it's always, hey, you know what? Always good to look for the, the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's a long tunnel. It's a long tunnel, and, and, and through that tunnel is, you know, the Rams, and I, I get it. You know, the rest of the schedule is kind of light outside of the division. I mean, but we won't get into that. I just wanted to apologize to my hometown, my beloved fans, who, who rolled with us with LSU and rolled with us with the Saints and all of that. I just, you know, I thought my, my childhood team, the Cowboys, would, you know, deliver. But it's okay. It's all right. It's no biggie at all. The Bucks got to come to town. Uh, you know, my man, man, Little Fournette's coming home. He's going to be mm-hmm. fucked up in the dome. And that's, um, I think, we're going to have us a great weekend, man. Tell so, apologies once again. L- Lenny ran hard yesterday. He ran hard yesterday. And I'll tell you what, he rushes for 127 yards against the Saints. That could be trouble because I don't think you're going to have the mobility issues like you had this past week. I think the Saints defensive line will come to play. It's about stopping the run. This is more of a traditional-looking offense that's coming into town on Sunday. We'll talk about that on Friday, though, Marlon. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it as always. Peace. All right. Offensive lineman uh, tackle Donovan Smith. Hyperextended elbow for the Bucks. Todd Bowles saying pain tolerance issue will be how quickly he comes back. And also, Chris Godwin's hamstring. He came back yesterday and a nice catch. He saw the speed. Well, eventually in that first half, he pulled the hamstring. He just said that it, it's not as severe as they had feared, so it's just seeing how he responds to treatment in terms of how long he will be sidelined. But a hamstring on a receiver, 
Let's see if he'll be ready to go on Sunday. More than likely not. And that would be hurtful. And again, another offensive lineman for Tampa going. Although yesterday, you couldn't tell. You, you honestly couldn't tell. Brady had time. They um, they ran the football effectively. You honestly couldn't tell that that was a patchwork offensive line. It's going to be even more patchwork now. That's their starting tackle has a hyperextended elbow. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Anthony was working a dead-end job. I was surviving, but I wasn't getting ahead anymore. A friend told him about my computer career. She's like, I'm already in the program. She's like, you'd be crazy if you don't do it. So I jumped right in and have not regretted it. Anthony did it all online. All you gotta do is have an internet connection, and you can do it. Become an IT pro in just months with zero experience at mycomputercareer.edu. You need to check out my computer career. If it worked for me, it'll definitely work for you, too. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. September is Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. Prostate cancer is a leading cause of cancer-related death in American men. It is rarely found in men under age 50. Most men with prostate cancer will survive it. However, in men under age 55, prostate cancer may be more aggressive with a worse prognosis than prostate cancer in older men. Men over age 65, those with a family history of the disease, and African-American men are at a higher risk for prostate cancer. Early prostate cancer often causes no symptoms. If you have concerns about prostate cancer, ask your doctor about available diagnostic tests and whether they're right for you. Treatment depends on the stage of the cancer, your age, and general health, and may include active monitoring, surgery, radiation therapy, or other methods. Talk to your doctor about which treatment is best for you. For more information about prostate cancer, visit radiologyinfo.org. That's radiologyinfo, one word, dot O-R-G. This health reminder is from the Radiological Society of North America. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He has not put lotion Yeah, and we've been here for two hours. You know, growing up poor, man, it's a different story. My mom would get the cooking oil. Oh, Lord. I know. Not... Hey, man, not... You inflammable? She would get the, the normal Crisco thing and put it on me, and i go off to school. Face just shining. <laughs> Your rap name is Little Crisco. <laughs> G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. He's back. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus. Um, I don't think I was in the best rhythm that I could be in. Um, Don't think I gave our guys as as good a chance as I'd like to. Um, I've got to get better in that in that regard, um, but you know, our guys bailed us out. You know, a couple of couple of key takeaways I think, uh, you know, especially the one that Marcus punched out down there in the in the red area was huge for for our team. Yeah, no doubt those turnovers absolutely did help. It was almost an FSU moment though. Marietta had the first down, had the first down. Then the bubble snap that could have been a first down would have called it for that but jack thank you for giving us a call here on the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line 800-998-1003 what you got bud hey Gus, how you doing doing well man hey uh you mind i give a little traffic report no um anybody um yeah anybody who's thinking about going to baton rouge on i-10 you may think of something else there's an, there's an accident around uh when you turn to go to 55 right there and the traffic's backed up about three or four miles so there you go. Oh, wow. Yep. Pulled it up, um, and I see it. The accident looks like it's right before you get to that 55 um, split there. At least that's the, the little accident logo. 
that's on my maps here. So, yeah, it's backed up pretty good. Not just yet to 310, but it's growing. It's growing. Um, but, but, Gus, I, I'm not going to be critical of, of really anybody in the first week because as near as I could figure, nobody in the NFC played well, maybe except for Minnesota, possibly Philly. I mean, everybody else looked really bad, especially the contenders. I mean, I, I I, think, what do you make of what I think some people are saying, and I even sort of believe, too, just the way you're using now players in the preseason, you're so afraid to, to hurt these players, get them injured early. You also have, you know, 17 games now instead of 16, and I just kind of get that sense and feel that, that maybe that's what they're, you know, not playing them, and maybe that, that took some time into it. I mean, you heard Jameis, I don't know if you heard the bite earlier, of him saying that that was something that he had concern about and worried that it was going to to take some time. If you didn't hear it, here it is again. Absolutely. Well, well I told y'all too. I was like, man, this is gonna be our first time together. We got to get things going. And then, as you see, as the game started going away, like we start getting on the same page, and we start like, and it's it's the communication. Like it's the communication on the sidelines, communication throughout the week. Uh, and I'm just so happy that we start. We as offense, we all start to click at the right time. I mean, Jackie didn't have that offensive line play a single game in the preseason together, much less the receivers like Thomas and all that. So I, maybe it just takes time, you know. I don't know. Hopefully. No, Gus, I agree with you. I mean, all, none of these teams play any of their starters, in, you know, in the pre, in the, you know, in the preseason. So it just, it just seems like the first month of the season, not only the Saints, but a lot of these teams are just trying to figure stuff out. And that's why I heard you, you know, talking about the game tonight. That's the only way that game stays close is that, you know, it, it's a whole new team for Russell Wilson. Right. So, you know, maybe they don't have everything down, you know, right now. So, but, uh, but, but Gus, I, I really wanted to talk about the uh, Roy's team, the Dolphins. Okay. You know, I saw the scores kept flashing up, and I figured, wow, they're in control. They must be, you know, yeah. two must be having a good day. Great but game. then when you watch the highlights, I don't know if okay. you saw those. It was mostly just that, that, that the Patriots couldn't move the ball at all, and that the Dolphins' defense is really good. They, they scored a lot of their points off the defense. Even even the long pass to uh, – I say long. He threw the ball about twenty yards. Yeah, it was a jump ball. Tyree Kill, Tyree Kill, man. No, no. Did you hear Roy's okay. explanation of that? He said it was a jump ball. I, I didn't know that in the quarterback room, in the meeting, or at practice, the coach goes, "All right, on three, double X, Y, Z, zebra, you know, Miami Vice, Crockett on four, and uh, what you're going to do is you're going <laughs> to throw up a jump ball to Tyree Kill." I, my man literally explained that play in which Tyreek Hill re-intercepted an interception. I mean, it was a, <laughs> he said it was a jump ball no. on purpose. <laughs> no, he, he threw the ball up for grabs. Yeah. And, and you're right, Tyreek Hill just made a great – I mean, there was three defensive backs there, and Tyreek just went up and got the ball. Yeah. yeah. They better find a way to run the ball a lot and, and, and ask two to do as little as possible. If they want to get to the playoffs, poor Roy. He's trying to convince me right now it, via text that it was not an interception. Uh, I mean, that it, it was the the Patriots guy had it in his hand, and Tyree Kill had to grab it from him. That's a pick. That's a pick. <laughs> well, hey Gus, ask Roy. What do the Dolphins have that they can offer the Cowboys for the first pick in the draft? Oh, I love that. See, I think they keep. Or, the or maybe they could just trade for Dak. Yeah, well, I think that Keith McDaniels is about the quarterback over there, and I already see a lot of people saying, hey, "Go send so and so over there to um, 
to Miami. I, I don't know. I, I do find it funny, though. Sean Payton was trending yesterday where a couple of teams just based on their coaching play already, you know. Hey, guys, one, one last question. How in the world did that kid get on the field like that at LSU? I mean, how is it that easy just to wander onto the field while the play is going on? That was very interesting, and the amount of people that thought it was cool. Uh, I, I, it's, I, look, man, what was not oh, cool, it, was, he just, it was funny. It just shouldn't happen. Right. I just, <laughs> But he just stood there like the guy that just finished cutting the grass or something, hands on the hips, and just observed the play <laughs> in the end zone. <laughs> he, um, I don't think, judge, but judging by his body language and face when the police finally did approach him, I don't think it was all there, Jack, and I don't know if it was alcohol. <laughs> oh, no, he was loaded. No, he was loaded. <laughs> he was awesome. I think the, the, the running comment joke was some sort of mushroom or something was going on because um, he didn't look no, cognizant. Where's LSU security, though? How can he just wander onto the field like that? I don't, I don't that, know. That's the part I don't yeah. understand. I, I, How did he get that far? Well, that's just what I'm saying. It's like it wasn't like in between a play. It was before the play. During the play, and then after the play, just stood there in the end zone. It's not like you can't see him. <laughs> I, mean, I know he's wearing gold, and the, the end zone's gold, but, yeah, it was crazy. All right, Gus. Have a good afternoon. Thank sure, you. Sure, man. Thank you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. UT Joe. How you feeling today, buddy? Doing great. <laughs> Respectable showing. I got what I wanted, but I'm telling you, we could have pulled it off. Now, just to let you know, let it be known, mm-hmm. I've been officially banned from Tide 100.9 FM. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> you've, apparently been, you've been banned. What did you do? What did you do? Apparently, you can't say anything bad about Saban. Oh, <laughs> oh. You dare go on Tide 101. Well, first off, the fact that the radio station's called Tide, whatever it is. I I told him, I said, all right, okay, wait a minute. Don't flatter yourself. You got the win, okay? It was Bryce Young and nobody else. Mm -hmm. I just found it real interesting when a freshman quarterback is throwing for 150 yards in the first quarter, and then all of a sudden you take him out with the sabotage card. Yeah. Right. Okay. And they were in complete denial of it, guys. (laughs) Complete denial. The guy, when I told him, it's not roll, tie, roll. It's roll on his shoulder roll. Okay. (laughs) That's not what happened. You're taking it out of context. Uh Buddy, go look at it. Yeah. Okay, the guy's up in the air. All he had to do was push him down, but he decides to roll on him. Mm-hmm. So apparently, and it was a personal foul. Okay? Now, I'm being dead serious, guys. This is a pattern, buddy. This is a pattern. We're seeing this, okay? Take out a player and win by attrition. You don't want to go a mano a mano, okay? <laughs> because you could use a game. All right. But he doesn't know it, but I'm going to go under an assumed name tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not letting go of this. You're going in as an alias, huh? Yeah. I'm going to go under Gus. Oh, Gus. <laughs> I love it. Gus, uh, how about Gus? Well, you can't say from Austin, right? What's the suburb of Austin? Is there a suburb of, a sub- of Austin? Oh, yeah. There's okay. a bunch. We can go with Gus from Maynard. Okay. That works for me. 
That's fine. Real Let me, quick. Real yeah, quick. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, boy. That's it. I'm done. That's it? Okay. That... <laughs> I don't want to hear it again uh-huh. until this man died, okay? Mm-hmm. We know they're not going to win the Super Bowl until Jerry dies, okay? It is pathetic. They should have had this game, but they can't get the offense rolling. That's it. I'm done. There you go. Okay? I, there they, <laughs> Seriously, you watched that game last night. It was pathetic. Now we got a quarterback that's out six to eight weeks. I'm just enjoying right? playing the Alabama fight song underneath you right now, especially since you've been banned from the Tide official sports talk station. <laughs> Hey, buddy, I'm going under a assumed name. Believe me, I am going to harass them. I am going to harass them. The message is, and look, yeah. listen, uh-huh. you don't know this much. I'm calling Paul Feinbaum. Can't get through yet, but I will. <laughs> what is it? Roll, Todd, roll on your shoulder, right? Yeah. I like that. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, UT Joe from Mandeville. Got to love it. There it is just for you, Joe. Roll tide on your shoulder. I like it. Believe me, ain't no little loss here. Right? Not from LSU fans. I don't know why I know that song so much. It's the Sports Hangover Final Segment. When we come back next on ESPN New Orleans. How do you make the most of your land? Well, Shaw does it with a John Deere 1025R tractor, so he can make the earth take the shape that I want it to take. While the Allens use a John Deere 3032E tractor to grow about nine acres of flowers. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Run with us. Visit Home Tractor next to the tunnel. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Ross's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. Goodness. First and goal from the Atlanta 9. Winston throws. End zone. Touchdown. It's Thomas again. Well, Jarvis Landry spoke after the game about getting a chance to play with Michael Thomas, obviously knowing him in the league and thing of that nature, but being on, on the field in a moment like that, what was it like? It's been impressive. 
It's been impressive. You know, we've all, I've always known about Mike. Um, and then obviously to, to see him work his way through training camp, you know, being from limited reps, not supposed to do one-on-ones, still jump into one-on-ones, you know, the type of competitive spirit that's, that he has um, is something that this team thrives on. You know, when we get to the red zone tonight, uh, and he made those two, t- two touchdowns for us when we needed him, you know, covered, making contested catches. And, you know, that's who we know him, him to be. And he looked like he in that type of form again. So. You know who else stepped up? Again, didn't have a ton numbers-wise, statistically. But I thought, again, Chris Olave played uh, really well. And when you look at really, I think, what we've been saying at practice, I mean, 41 yards on three receptions, all three targets, 13.7 per the two-point conversion. Landry's take on it. Man, I think he, I think he played a hell of a game. You know, for a rookie, I think his composure was there. I think he was getting open a lot, you know. Um, he's going to be a guy that we're going to lean on for sure, not just on two-point conversions, but, you know, um, he, he's going to make players for us. Jameis Winston. Uh, I just think he's a phenomenal receiver, man. He he adds to – he he compliments Mike so well. Uh, he got our first big third-down conversion. I mean, on, on, coming out uh, out of halftime, we got him in that ball, man. He executed and did a lot of things. Uh, he's a dog, man. He's always ready for his opportunity, and I'm, I'm blessed to have him as a teammate. It's great to hear the way the other receivers kind of spoke about him, too, and, and how big he was able to be in that game for them. Again, in case you hadn't heard it earlier, Will Lutz missing that first kick and then being able to come back spoke about the chance of being able to come through again. Look, it's tough, but that's that's our position. You know, that's what we signed up to do. So I'm just grateful the defense and, uh, gave me a chance to get back and offense put us in a position to uh, keep that kick. So. Feels really good. By the way, he wasn't choked up. He sounded sick as heck. Last Wednesday, you heard sniffles from Jameis and a couple of players. I, I, I think there was a good amount of Saints players that were battling something. I don't know what it was, battling something uh, for sure. But he talked about the resiliency of the team. Man, I think this team over the past few years has been that way. And to have a game like that early just shows that we can come back from anything. And, um, you know, like D.A. said, I hope all of them aren't like that. But um, yeah. there's no such thing as ugly law. Ugly. So um, we'll learn from that one. And Indeed. Here's Jameis Winston on resilience. Uh, we're resilient. I mean, I, I knew that about us, uh, but we were able to show it. We acted upon it. Uh, and we're a resilient team. We fight our, uh, fight our butts off. And, you know, that's a, that shows our head coach. Our head coach instills that in us. That's the way we practice. That's the way we approach each day. Uh, so uh, I was happy that we were able to, like, for personally, I was happy that our team got a chance to see what we really had inside us. We never gave up, and uh, and we and we won when we needed to. Uh, Jarvis Landry on never panicking. Yeah, I mean, you know, we understood the situation. Again, DA has done a great job of you know kind of helping us, kind of put us in those situations. Um, but at the end of the day, um, we knew that it was going to be one play at a time, um, and we had to make plays. And I think that that's what every guy did. You know, we didn't we didn't blink, we didn't budge, um, and we just made plays. One of the other things that stood out, too, was that, again, you, you're going to talk about this more as the week progresses. And where was Taysom Hill after those opening drive and those plays kind of non-existent? Or Alvin Kamara um, really not that involved in the game. And Jameis Winston was asked after, is, is that something you need to do more? No, we, like, Alvin, Alvin is selfless. Like, 
we're we not, we not worried about who getting fed or anything. We worry about winning, right? Obviously, we wanted to start faster, and I know that's going to be a big topic of discussion when we meet tomorrow. Uh, so uh, we're going to have to bite our tongue and just go in it and learn and listen and open up to everything that the coaches have to present to us and, uh, and get better. I just saw the first of the two touchdowns from Thomas, and as they're showing it right now on NFL Live here on ESPN, Alvin Kamara had the block on an outside blitzer on that first one. So while he didn't get a touch or anything, he doesn't pick up that block. He doesn't do it cleanly. Jameis can't look left and deliver that football to Thomas for that first touchdown. So, you know, again, it kind of goes to how all those players were all together and in on one. But D.A., after the game, did talk about Hill's performance. Yeah, look, Taysom was the offense early on. Um, you know, it was good to see him get back out there. And um, we've had some success with him running the football against his team. And, and uh, um, you know, the, obviously the explosive run down there was, was huge. And then to finish it off with the, you know, kind of sweep around the edge. You know, I thought, I thought we blocked it pretty well on both those runs. So that was good to see. Indeed. And, again, he got held on one play, gave the Saints a couple – you know, 10 yards more on that punt as the graph brought up earlier. Mr. Professor, got about a minute left here, sir. Time enough for your shot of the day. Do you want to give it to anybody? You want to give it to Roy and his massive 20-7 to Finns win? Who are you giving the shot of the day to? I'll, I'll be generous and give it to Tua. I'll give Tua the shot of the day because after these next couple of weeks, he's going to need a couple of shots to get over the hangover. Oh. That's not a sports hangover oh. for all of these losses that he's going to have after this first loss of the season. How about a little chilled first Jaeger? First win of the season. You want to go with chilled Jaeger? Chilled Jaeger for Scott Frost. Scott Frost. He was oh. so excited to come back to Nebraska. <laughs> I mean, dude, you could not have started this season more you know, but I, I'm kind of feeling another Coach O meme coming soon where he goes, what door do you want me to leave and what time do you want me to leave? Want <laughs> Give him a $17 million check to go away. Nick, the amount of money that these universities are paying these coaches, and here's the interesting aspect of it. As Dabo Sweeney, we touched on it briefly last week, signed an extension, 10 years. That's now the standard. That's the norm. 10 years for right. these coaches. Um, you can't exactly buy them out after a year or two or even three. So... Keep that in mind. Uh, Mr. Professor, a couple more days, sir, until you get back over to Boomtown on Thursday, 10 to noon. Want to bet with the Professor Nick Harrison. We'll chat a little bit more, of course, tomorrow. It's our head coach Tuesdays, Matt Moscona. And after further review is up in about, ooh, three minutes. Got to go. Thank you, sir. See ya. Here he goes. Buddy, hit the button. We're out of here. It's been the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.